right, everybody, welcome back to your weekly episode of the Buckbusters Podcast, where we talk anything and everything hockey. Woo! So let's jump into it before we break your headphones even more. <laughs> before you heard the blooper. So... I'm starting off. I'm sorry for starting off with the uh, sad news, or not sad news, but whatever the fuck. More was. disappointing news. So two coaches got fired this week. Obviously, coming out of Edmonton, Dave Tippett has been fired from it, or relieved of his head coaching duties. I don't know if they've uh, officially announced his replacement yet. I don't think so. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't see anything. I, if I had to guess, it's probably going to be the assistant for now until they fire. Or that's not that's fire, usually how it works. Or they'll yeah. bring up somebody yeah. from the minors. Yeah, or you know, until they hire somebody, it's probably well, going to be the assistant. Well, here's the thing: if they're going to do it immediately, they like they'll they will announce like, "Hey, we have fired this person, but the new coach is going to be this person from minors." Like, like for instance, <laughs> Montreal, uh, they just fired their head coach uh, Dominique Ducharme. But it immediately said, said, hey, we are hiring Tampa Bay legend and NHL legend Marty St. Louis as, I saw that. as a head coach. That's huge. Which I that, saw is, that. that was the other uh, coach you fired. Who did he play for in the league? Uh, Tampa, and then he got, for some reason, Tampa traded him up to uh, the, Rangers. the Rangers. For a little you know? bit. He played another for about two years, three two, years? Uh, two or three years. Yeah. Because well, remember, in uh, 2015, he had scored on Mother's Day, like a, a couple months after his mother had passed. That's yeah. right. He had scored yeah. on Mother's Day. At MSG against the Penguins in a playoff, and game. I That's remember right. Sid like That's came right. up they, to him like mm-hmm. just like, like condolencing him and like mm-hmm. like off, like in the rink but like off the ice like yeah. condolencing him. Like, yeah, I think yeah, I think Louis was on the exercise bike or yep. something, and yeah, Sid well, went out of his way. Something he usually never does, walking past the opponent's locker room, went out of his way to go do that and yeah. just you know give him his condolences. <clears throat> yeah, that just shows what a class act. Absolutely. Guy. Yeah, Sidney absolutely. Crosby. People like, want to shit on him for being a, a pussy or being a crybaby on the ice, but, like, like he, he, off the ice, the shit he does for people. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, he, he shows nothing but respect yeah. for his opponents, whether it be, you know, some, some random, you know, freaking person, you know, like, you know, Phil Kessel of the Arizona Coyotes or a, a fierce competitor like like Todd Drew. Like, yeah. yeah he'll show nothing well, but well, well, the hard thing with hockey is you don't have that in-between. They're either a douchebag or they're a good sport. You don't really have that middle ground like St. Louis where he's like, yeah, can he be a dick on the ice? Hell yeah. But at the same time, it's like there's games where he wouldn't draw a penalty because he's like, oops, if I do that, I go sit in the sin bin. Tampa has his number uh, retired, I mean, don't, don't sorry, they? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so the two numbers they have retired that are off the top of my head are uh, Vinny LeCavier's number four and Marty St. Louis' number 26. Those are the two jerseys that are off the top of my head that I can remember. That yeah, I think that might be it. Yeah, out, outside of that, I mean, yeah. minus, minus the league wide ninety nine, but like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And going back to what we were just saying before about players, you know, there, there's there's some players that you know are absolute douchebags off on the ice, but then on off the ice they're a great guy. Yeah. AKA PK Subban. PK yeah. Subban. Even honestly, I hate to say Tom Wilson. Like, have, yeah. You've seen a couple oh, of yeah. like, He's a really nice guy off the yeah. ice, but well, just like, on the ice, like you, like yeah. we saw, we were talking about this the other day. That uh, interview he had, or they mic'd him up during the the introduction to the All Star <laughs> game. He goes, huh, "Watch when they, <laughs> they haven't even haven't said my name yet, and I'm gonna get booed, or something like, He's like that." Like I haven't oh. been booed as yet. As soon as they announce his name, just the cor- crowd roars well, down booze. I like, think my favorite thing Tom Wilson has done, and you know, as a Penguins fan, I'm not a fan of him on the ice, but you guys might remember this. It was like two or three years ago, and I don't remember exactly what it was, but I think it was like a children's hospital, a cancer center. 
and he signed seven or eight jerseys, and he just donated them to the hospital. Oh, um, yes. I, I know what you're talking about. You know about. what I'm it's, talking about. It's, I forget no, so what it, it was. It was after the Capitals had won the Stanley Cup back in 2018. Mm-hmm. Tom Wilson, Alex Ovechkin, a bunch of the you know Capitals players, and went to the, the one of the children's hospitals uh, near their, their arena. They like took pictures. They, and they took pictures. Make I know Alex Ovechkin donated all was, his winnings. From, that's right. From the yeah. cup. Yep. And donated <clears> all <throat> to did, the hospital. Didn't they bring the cup to the hospital? They too? did. Yeah. 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 And they they spent like a, a full day oh, yeah. down in the children's and, hospital. Like, and it was one of the, well, and that was one of those things. Honestly, it brought a tear to my eye because we all know Tom Wilson as one of those guys who's like, oh yeah, screw you, you're a bad person. Then it's like off the ice, it's like man, he and Alex Ovechkin literally probably donated what, ten million dollars to the uh, children's hospital. Shit, shit, not more. That's a class act. Yeah. Even for like Alex Ovechkin, which a lot of people don't like because he's in the same way. For someone to take literally everything that he earned. From that winnings and say here, <clears throat> these kids need it more than I do. I'm already, I'm already done and settled in. These kids who are sick need it more than me. That's I mean, he, freaking he's pretty huge. much yeah. Those guys like I'm, I'm already set for life with what I'm being exactly. paid. Exactly. Like, you know like. Right. Well, one, one one thing that I do like is you know PK Subban. Even the year one from when he got drafted in Montreal, you know day one he when he got up there. He like he automatically set up a fundraiser for Montreal's Children's and, Hospital, and they, yeah. he still and he, donates. To, yeah, he, he, he supported yeah. it since, since then. You know, whether he was in you know Nashville or New mm-hmm. Jersey or yeah. back, where, back, wherever. Yeah, it was. Back, back when the ALS ice bucket challenge was a thing, he brought in what was a whole fucking dump truck or whatever and poured yeah, like I, thousands yeah. and thousands of gallons of ice water on him mm-hmm. and donated like what was like a hundred thousand or like a million dollars to ALS or some mm-hmm. shit like that. <laughs> Yeah, so like a like, shit ton of money, yeah, and, like, like flat, absolutely drained. He was pretty sure he was bare, like bare chested and everything. Like it was, it's just a great thing. Like some of these players that you know, people and, and a lot of people bring it up and they're like, oh, he, he's just flashing his money, but it's like, whether he's flashing his fucking money or not, he's doing it for a good cause. Yeah, like, like you're you're gonna make multi million dollars a single fucking season. And you're gonna donate you to well these, these good causes. Like, yeah, exactly. Like you know, like you, you've, yep. you've seen all these YouTubers, you know, that are that are getting a lot of money and doing, you know, doing pieces of shit acts just for views, going up to homeless people, ripping fucking hundred dollar bills right in front of them. Jake like, Paul or the Paul brothers. Yeah, like they're yeah. just doing absolute shit things to yeah. these people, and you know, and athletes that make millions are donating millions oh, of yeah. dollars to hospitals, yeah. to charities, and they're getting shit on because they're flashing their money. Yeah, and it's, you know, I don't understand people like that. I really don't. If I were a multimillionaire, like, you know, I have a younger brother, Ryan, and he's going to go to med school, and he's like, I'm going to do the same thing when I have a million dollars. He's like, once I'm done, once I'm close to my career, and I'm settled in, and I have everything I need to, he's like, I'm going to donate at least half my paycheck, either back to the hospital where they need it, or to somewhere else, like, Cancer for Kids, ALS, cancer research, and it's like, man, I'm a construction worker. I don't make that much money, but if I could, I, mean, I would. Even the smallest amount yep. of money goes, goes a small way. You go to Walmart and they ask you when you do want to round up your dollar, round, or donate a yeah. dollar to the children. Even, sure. even yeah, if it's exactly. like 12 cents, like, yeah. that 12 cents can go the extra step. Yeah, every single person does that. You know, 12, if you, you know, places like McDonald's or Taco Bell, you know, restaurants that see five, 600 cars a day. Every single person does 15, 20 cents, even up towards 90 cents, 600 times. That's a lot of fucking money for one day. Like, that, that's still something. Yeah. 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 Moving on. Sorry. I kind of wanted to get a little heartfelt moment in after Colin's rager. <laughs> um, well, we, we had a, what, a couple of contract extensions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Bertuzzo with the Blues signed a two-year, $950,000 contract, as well as Logan Brown signed a one-year, $750,000 contract. 
and Patrick Maroon, two-year, $1 million contract. The three-time Stanley Cup champion. Patrick Maroon, as Patrick. they call him. I'm glad to see Patty Maroon staying with the Lightning because, you know, it's one of those things where I don't know how long he's been playing there. But he, he came in the 2020 season. Okay. Well, 20... So... No, 2019, 1920 season. Yeah. Because okay. I knew he was with someone else. I couldn't remember. So he, he got traded from Edmonton to St. Louis in the 18-19 season. Okay. He won the cup with his hometown St. Louis Blues that year and then signed a, a one-year contract with... Okay. So, since we're on Patty Maroon, after his one year, do you think he'll... Try to re-sign with Tampa, or do you think he's going to go somewhere else? Well, I mean, it's not like he signed another three years with Tampa. I'm just saying, like, after he's done with Tampa, do you what? think he's going to... How how old is he going to be after his three years? Is right up? now, he's only, he's only, like, 28 or 29. I right thought now. he was, like, 32. I don't th- I don't think he broke 30 just quite yet. Oh. I can double-quick double like, check that. Honestly, I, I think yep. it just depends on his age... How his production okay, is. Okay, I was wrong. He is 33. I, I was going to say, I thought he was like 32. So, he'll be 36, which is that time where you either want to keep playing or you want to, you know. It's like, hey, do I have a couple years, two or three years left in me, or is this where I hit the skates? With yeah. how, how Patty Maroon plays, like with him being, you know, the good power forward that he is, like. Yeah. Do you think his body will be able to keep up, up with his mind and is able to continue yeah. to play well, for another two or three years? Well, and I'm literally going to quote the clash it's like should i stay or should i go situation it's like okay i'm making all this money i'm doing what i love should i stay at the same time my body can't handle it i'm getting more injuries and once you get to that age the 36 37 year mark that's when you go down to the one-year contracts yeah or even you know just the tryout contracts you yeah know, just to see see if your body can still handle it Ex- how much yeah. your body can still exactly handle. you know okay. even if like so, even if you were to get hurt or injured or something it's like he only signed a one-year deal. Worst case scenario, they make him a free agent if he's done for the year. They're like, yeah, we're going to, you know. Or or you announce your retirement or say, like, yeah. hey, I'm going to retire, but like, I want to retire with said team. Like, like yeah. if he wants to retire as a St. Louis Blue, because that's his hometown, like, yeah. like go go right ahead. Because like, that one-day contract is only, again, a fucking one-day contract. You're like, still, yeah. You're, <laughs> you're still, still you're going gonna to retire as, you know, a Tam- oh, currently as a Tampa Bay Lightning or... You know, if you, you sign that, you know, yeah, I, I think yeah. it was blue. Absolutely. <clears throat> There's this uh, little did-you-know fact about Jack Eichel that Bobo had sent over here. Uh, if nobody were to make a trade with the Golden Knights, they will not be able to play Jack Eichel. They need to offload at least $4.3 million in cap well, space. Here, here's the one other thing. That's a lot. Mark, Mark yeah. Stone recently went, went, on, uh, went on LTIR. Which offloads okay. a lot of cap space. Yeah, yeah but, but still not not enough. Which I I guess people have been seeing uh, shit talking. Yeah, but once he comes back, well, though, okay. While we're well, pe- people have been shit talking like, who this uh, another Tampa Bay you know nineteen twenty repeat where Kucherov went you know LTIR. Okay, here's my. I mean, I get the points. Like, don't get me wrong. I understand where they're coming from, but like. Because you gotta think also, like they were way over salary. Yeah, with like, Tampa, yeah. like with, going into with, the playoffs. Yeah, well, with Kucherov, I, like with Kucherov on LTIR. Yeah, well, like, I wanna, I wanna ask you guys a question. If you were Vegas Golden Knights, if you were like in the head office there, and Vegas is ma- built with a lot of old heads. I hate to say it, but they are a couple old heads on the team. You have two options: either to cut your calories. Or, yes, calories. Calories. (laughs) Salary. Either A, trade away some of your old heads to 
teams that can afford them and draft young guys or just cut them and make them free agents and try to draft young guys from other teams with that little bit of experience that don't require a lot of money. Like maybe second, like rookies or second year players that only have a $2.5 million contract instead of someone who has like a $7 million contract. You just cut your whole salary cap down to one and a half million. You can afford a rookie now. Here, here's yeah. the pro- here's the problem with the uh, the the buying out of the contract. You're still gonna end up paying them for the next eight to ten years. Well, still, but, but re- sure. regardless, that's still gonna take a little bit of a hit on your salary cap. Yeah. Whereas if you were gonna trade them to another team, say if, if Vegas were to trade Mark Stone to to a team like Dallas, who can fucking afford them right yeah. now, like. You might as well try and offload as much as you can for draft picks. Yeah, because well, dra- draft picks aren't going to hurt you as much until you sign them for for league minimum. Yeah, and I was literally going to say the same thing. It's like I would rather try to you know draft another team. You know, maybe even send a couple scouts out to you know Winnipeg. Is it, the thing is, would, you, would they go? Would they go about just right off trading their team captain like that? Or do you think well, they'd go try going like someone going the lower end of the start of the spectrum? Say you know William Carlson, Chandler Stephenson, even uh, go game go as far as going back to the defense and getting getting rid of Pe- Petrangelo. The only reason I said Mark Stone is because he was the first person who came to mind. Yeah. Mm. But like you, you can trade anybody, any any depth you know skater for yeah. big big bucks. Big, big, yeah, just get, seriously, just offloading any of it. Absolutely, so, yeah. and worst case scenario, if you need to, can dump a goalie because you have two extremely great goalies with Vegas. If you would get a rookie in there, like if you would dump a well, still, so if you dump a rookie in there, and that one good goalie trains him, hey, here's how I start my day. You're gonna literally do exactly what I do, and we're gonna get you to the point where you are where I'm at. And if it's if it's a second year, and he has like a point. You know, eight point, you know, point eight seven five save percentage as a second year. They're going to keep him on board, and then they're going to get rid of the old head, or he retires. Now you have that rookie, who has these five, ten years ahead of him, that's like, okay, bring it on. And then he helps the next guy, and it kind of passes it down the line with his own tips and tricks. So it's like, okay, so if you know, I a goalie for the Winnipeg Jets. I've been, I'm like Connor Hellebuck. I've been there for, you know, 12 years. They hire, they draft you as a rookie out of Pitt University. And I'm like, okay, Colin, here's what I, how I start my day. Stand by me side by side and shadow me. I'm going to have a couple guys shoot on you, have a couple guys shoot on me, watch how I move, watch what I do, and you're going to be just as good as I am, I promise you. Would you follow in his footsteps or would you do your own routine? If you had someone I mean, like Connor Hellebuck or Mark Andre Fleury, if you're gonna be as successful as that person, yeah, theor- theor- theoretically, mm-hmm. then yes. But like, and then, well, and then say, but I, know, yeah. My my next question is like, from a management standpoint, like how how much of a cap hit will that their back of a goalie be versus a, a Robin Leonard? Well, and that's what I'm just about to answer because you know going back to Winnipeg. Or whoever, you know, say we're going to Pittsburgh and Tristan Jari retires. Say it's five years down the road and, you know, five, eight years down the road, Jari retires. But you have a fresh rookie there who he's been working with the past two seasons. 
you know, he's never seen action before, but he knows what he's doing. It's like being, it's like going to a job your first day. You don't know what the hell you're doing, what the hell you're going to learn, but you know you're there to work. And that rookie has put in the work, the blood, sweat, the tears, literally everything. The next fucking Rocky Balboa could be that goalie. <laughs> and he's like, all right, guys, we're going to fucking do this. That's just me, though. And, yeah, I mean, first, this is always the example we always yep. bring up because it is a great story, you know, Flurry and Matt Murray. Mm-hmm. You know, Marc-Andre Flurry, you know, debate. Again, we've always said, you know, top five goalie of all time. Without, I think that's, to this point, it's without question. Yeah. Um, you know, just what he was able to do with a, such a young and upcoming Matt Murray, you know, turn him into a star that he was for the couple of years over there in Pittsburgh. Not so much anymore, but we're not going <laughs> to go there. Um, but just what, what he was able to do with, you know, a, a struggling Pittsburgh defense at the time, still kind of are, what he what he was still able to do to show Matt Murray his, his ways and how he goes about his game, Murray kind of took over that and did a great job for the first three, four years of his, his career over there. All right, uh, moving on to the uh, – <clears throat> excuse me. Moving on to the next bit of news, uh, Jeffy, what you um, have? Brad Martians, um has a six-game suspension for his um, roughing um, penalty and his high-sticking um, penalty against Tristan Jari. And, and <laughs> he, Brad Marchand has the most suspensions in NHL history with eight. What a fucking... All we have done the past couple weeks is defend this motherfucker, <laughs> saying that he has cleaned up his act, and here and, and here's what he turned around and like, he... like Kyle's exact words were, you know, last week we complimented Matt, Brad Marchand, and look what happens. Three, three, you know, three, day, three days later, it was what, Tuesday night that game was, or Monday night? Uh, Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday night. Wednesday night, so yeah, three, when, three nights later. When, like, we were recorded Sunday night, Sunday the, I, I forget what day it was, like the 6th? Yeah, something like that. 5th yeah, the 6th. And then now on the twelfth, it's like, yeah, look what happens. Yeah, because well, it started with like Jari trying to, wasn't? Jari was start, trying to give a puck to a fan, and Marshawn just kind of sw- swatted his arm right down. I was like, no, was like, why? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know why. Any, any I mean, everyone was saying it was just. And then like, I think Jari said, just, said something and chirped back, and then Marshawn just gave him the, the fucking slash or the high stick or whatever. And just, well, he hit him in the head, like, yeah, yeah, and then. So like like as he's trying to go to the and box, I, I, I saw a quote from Marshawn. He goes, he goes, yeah, it was stupid, but I don't think it was suspension worthy. Fuck yeah, it was you just? Yeah, your nose got it? a little bit fucking bigger on that one, Brad. Fucking yeah, because fucking Pinocchio looking fuck. Because after he was starting to head to the box, he decided because he was still chirping at Jari. Then he that's when he got the yeah. his yeah. high sticking and hit him in the face. Yeah, well, and I'll be honest, you know, if I'm front row in a Penguins game, and if we're at a Penguins like. Or Penguins Caps game, big rivalry game, and like Alex Ovechkin wants to throw a puck in the stands, dude, it's mine. Yeah. Fuck everybody around me, it's mine. I, I don't care. Ju- there's a little I, kid right there. Dude, I will fuck the kids, man. I will, dude, I will belly slam a little kid for Alex I will just go. <laughs> mine now, motherfuckers. And then the kid starts crying, and then you look mm. like the asshole. I don't give a shit. I got a free hockey puck from one of the best people who've ever played. All right, Brian Marshawn. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. All right, Kyle, uh, what you have for, for that for For the last little bit, uh, obviously, we are hurt. Uh, actually, real quickly, before we move into to the Saturn news, uh, Jeff Carter's tally on, what was it, for, I think it was Wednesday in the uh, Boston game, uh, as his game-winning goal, the 86th of his career, only Alex Ovechkin with 119 has more career game-winning goals among active players. Wow. So Jeff Carter's second on that list now. 
Great, great for Jeff Carter. Absolutely. But the sad piece of news, kind of, kind of, we saw come maybe not this soon. Tuukka Rask has officially announced his retirement from the NHL after 15 seasons. Which that I was is that was shocking. Thrown back by it, I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, like, out of nowhere, I was. I think I was. Yeah, just got home from work and I was playing some video games and I me, just got the notification on my phone. Tuukka Rask. Yeah, me and Kyle who are in the middle of a NHL one-on-one matchup on 22. Playing each other, and then while we were on our break, he's like, Tuka Rask just for time. I'm like, what? <laughs> and I was then like, he, holy shit, Jet, yeah, Tuka Rask just announced his yeah. retirement. But uh, in a statement released on NHL.com, um, Tuka Rask retired from the NHL Wednesday after 15 season with the Boston Bruins. Uh, the 34-year-old game have only played four games this season after his return on January 13th. Following his recovery from surgery, he had in July to repair a torn labrum in his right hip. Yeah. His last game was on January 24th, where he allowed five goals on 27 shots in a 5-3 loss to the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, this season, he was 2-2-2-0 two two, two with a 4.28 goals against and a .844 save percentage. Which, you know, that's not the greatest, but, you know, he's, he's recovering, so, you know, that's he's, he's too grass. You know, thought he was going to bounce back. Yeah, especially for only those short amount of games he played. Uh, but then Wednesday, yeah, today's coming out of Tokaras. Today's a day that I hoped I would never come. But now that it's here, I feel I owe it to everyone to hear it from me, Rask said in a statement. Over the last few weeks, I have realized that my body is not responding the way it needs to, for me to play at the level I expect myself and that my teammates and the Bruins fans deserve. Therefore, it is with a heavy heart that I announce my retirement from the game of hockey. So, it's it's yeah. tough, man. Like we've, we've, then, All of us have always... Said Rask is top five goalie in the uh, league. Really. I've always honestly, been one of our favorites. Like, I'll be honest, he's one of the few goalies that got me into hockey. And it was probably, you know, I didn't really get into hockey like my freshman year of high school when I met most of these guys here in the studio. And it was one of those things where I was like, you know, I sat down, the first hockey game I watched fully, to be honest with you, was with Jeffy here. He's like, hey, Penguins were playing. You want to watch it? And I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? And we watched the Penguins. Bruins game, ironically, and it was one of those things where I was just mesmerized by the goaltenders. I'm like, Jesus Christ, to be 35 years old and to stick, dislocate your shoulder to catch a puck and suck it back in and not feel any pain, that's pretty damn impressive. Hey, Bobo, do you uh, goalies have a bicycle? Because I remember that. All right, <laughs> I have a story to tell while we're on the no, air. No, no, no. Let's keep, let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. Yeah, right. Career-wise, some stats out of uh, Rask. 564 games started with a 308, 165, and 66 record with a 2.28 goals against and a .921 save percentage. Wow. Career-wise, that is fucking insane. That's pretty mm-hmm. damn good. Yeah. That is really good. So, can you see him in the Hall of Fame? I think so, yeah. Eventually, uh, yes. yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe not quite first ballot, but definitely, he'll, he'll definitely be there someday. I'd say within the next five to ten years, he definitely will be, will be making that list. Yeah. <laughs> Right. In fact, he was originally drafted by Toronto, which I did not know. Yeah, that. and then he, he sent off, he was sent off in a bullshit trade, which shock, shockingly Toronto lost. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next, uh, moving on to the injury report with uh, Kyle over there. So, Kyle, uh, take it away, buddy. Pull that up real quick. All right, coming out of Arizona, Johan Larson is put on injured reserve with a lower body injury per cap friendly. Uh, coming out of Boston, big loss with Patrice Bergeron currently out with an upper body injury and did not join the Bruins as they took their road trip this weekend up to Ottawa. I don't want to talk about it, okay? He's in my fantasy. I don't <laughs> want to talk about it. 
Yeah, you almost traded me him, and you decided not to last second. Yeah. <laughs> and then Sorry, Pasta. Missed Mr. Pasta. Uh, coming out of Buffalo, Casey Middlestat is put on day-to-day status with an upper body injury, but was a full participant in Friday's practice. Coming out of Colorado, Nathan McKinnon is currently in day-to-day status, still from that nose and concussion. He practiced in a regular jersey on Thursday and looks good to go for tomorrow's game. Hopefully, per Adrian, data of the Colorado Hockey Now reports. Uh, coming out of Montreal, Christian Dvorak is still in the injured reserve with an upper body injury and did not play Tuesday visiting New Jersey. Uh, we all know heard about uh, Jack Hughes being put on the COVID-19 protocols shortly after the All-Star game. Is when he tested positive. I think it was the day after. Uh, coming out of the Rangers, Capo Caco was put on injured reserve with an upper body injury and will miss at least another month of action, per Colin Stephenson of Newsday reports. Who? Colin Stephenson. No, not you. No. Okay, I was going to say, what? <clears throat> coming out of Philadelphia, they got a couple here. Rasmus Ristolainen is out with an undisclosed injury and did not play today against the Detroit Red Wings. What wings? What wings? <laughs> what wings? Red wings. Red uh, Kevin Hayes is on injured reserve with a lower body injury and may need to have another surgical procedure on his core slash midsection and is 50-50 to return this season. Another big one was Sean... Um... Sean Couturier. Okay, yeah, that one is not listed yet, but we were just talking about that off camera. Yeah, yeah. off camera. Off camera? Yeah. Well, offline. <laughs> offline, where he's... I, I know Jeffy brought it up. Uh, he's out yep. the rest of the season with a lower body surgery. Yet to yep. be disclosed, but we will yep. update you as soon as we know information here in studio. Uh, coming out of Toronto, goaltender just Joseph Wool is a knee injury. He just signed a three mil, three year million excuse me three year two point three million dollar contract with Maple Leafs on Friday, and literally got injured the next day. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like last year with Max Domi, like he, like when he got traded to um, Winnipeg, Winnipeg, and then he got COVID. COVID when he... <laughs> uh, Mark Stone, we said, is out. Uh, Stone did not play Wednesday in the Flames due to the re- reoccurrence of a back injury that has bothered him throughout the season. Um, and finally, coming out of Winnipeg, Logan Stanley is on injured reserve with a lower body injury. He did practice in a regular sweater on Thursday, however, coming away from Mitchell Clinton of the Jets' official site reports. Yeah, that just about does it for your Buckbuster injury report. All right. More on the uh, Sean Couturier thing on an article I don't uh, on SB Nation from Philadelphia. Uh, Sean uh, Couturier on uh, Friday the eleventh uh, in the morning. Uh, that he's undergone back surgery and will miss the remainder of the twenty one twenty two season via the Philadelphia Flyers and their official Twitter page. It makes so. it, well, it almost makes you wonder if it's like a disc. Because you think hockey players with how much they get hit and all the movements. It's, it's nothing compared to, I don't think, Jack to like Jack Eichel. But they would have yeah. announced it by now, or at least by the time they had the surgery. Well, like, yeah. hey, what what is this about? Well, and I know athletes have that power to say, hey, I want to disclose this. You know, but, maybe he just yeah. wanted them to know back surgery, because back can be anything. It could be like a spinal cord repair. The only thing I'm thinking of when you're, you know, half the time you're crouched over on the ice for face-off, especially if you're a center, you know, you're literally standing there, skates on the ice, 
cr- crouch on your back and you're like, all right, Dref drops the puck and you're fucking standing Dref up. Drops the puck. Yeah, <laughs> Dref drops the puck and you're fucking. Well, it, hold on. It, it also depends on who you are. Because like, if you're someone like Nathan Gerby, who's technically the shortest player you know in the league right now, versus a fucking Zidane Char, who's like seven two, yeah, who is like six nine, and it's like, yeah, like, nothing. Charles also on defense, so he doesn't have to worry well, about crossing I, over yeah. like that. Well, I, I'm just trying to compare the players well, from one end of the spectrum to the other. It doesn't matter who you are. Like, if you're as tall as Zidane Char and you're bending over like that, yeah. it's going to be tough for anybody. NHL level level not. Like, right. it's, it's going to be tough for someone like me, who's 6'3", versus somebody who's, like, Jeffy, five, who, five, who's 5'8". Five, eight. Eight. Yeah. It's going to be easier on Jeffy versus easier on me. Well, and, so. what I've, and why I brought up the discs, because the discs are, like, next to your spine. If I remember correctly, your discs are right next to your spine on each side. And it's like, when you think about it, you go for a check, you know, your face against the board, and someone drops their shoulder right in the middle of your spine. It's like, you know... They could move a disc. They could fracture your spinal cord. They and that would be some stupid severe, but still, you know, they, if they hit you just right, you can be like, "Why does my back hurt all of a sudden?" Or you, you, you can know, be knocked out on the ice. Yeah, not, not able to move. Go you to know, you know your, you your waist. Go to the car. Legs. Yeah, he goes to the chiropractor the next day. You know, doc, my back hurts. Oh, let's get an X-ray. Yeah, you have a herniated disc. You fractured a, you know, you fractured a plate in your back. And even like your shoulders, when they come up, they hit you up high in the back of your shoulders. You know, he could have dislocated a shoulder, and it just the muscle runs through your shoulder to your back. It's kind of like what was that? Um, we were watching the game the other day. Was it Duncan Keith that took that hard hit against the boards? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did we they, get an update on him? No, I, I all I know is he is day to day, but no official update yet. At least to my knowledge. I think I just found a sideline for two to four weeks. What I'm yeah, seeing but, here, but with how he crashed into the wall, like that was rough. When, when that we first good. saw, we're like, "Oh, ooh. he was." Hey, that's and scary. what Zach Zach Cassian just moments later, so yeah. two two big losses for Edmonton there, right back to back. Yeah. All right, so this is the normal part of the uh, recording session where we come out with a main topic per se. Well, this time, I guess we don't have a main topic, nope. so we're just going to sit here and talk. <clears throat> you guys get to see us yeah. in the Raw, very very first time where we're just improving. Just Bull- first, first thing that comes to our head, we're going to bullshit and talk about. And so I, know, I, I know Colin has a couple of questions off the top of his head over here. Yeah, yeah so, so I, I, I wanted to ask you guys, like, yeah. for, for, first thing is, I, I think it's the best thing. What originally got you guys into hockey? I, I know... Uh, a couple, like I, I know what guy, what Kyle got into hockey, or the reason why Kyle got into hockey. But like, <clears throat> I know, like you guys haven't heard us say, give the reason why we got into the, this amazing sport that we all know and love, and you know, absolutely are addicted to watching. So like, yeah. why, 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 why not ask these questions? Like, what, what got us into this, this sport of hockey? For, for me, I think I've told this story once or twice before, but I'll go into a little bit deep, deeper of detail. First thing that got me into just the sport of hockey in general, I was only 11 at the time, 10, maybe, maybe not even quite 11 at the time. I, might, I must have been 10 because, yeah, it was the 2010 it was like Olympics, just, so it would have been like February. Yeah, just turned double digits. The Winter, the Winter Olympics, <clears throat> um, you know, and, you know, that U.S.-Canada gold medal game, man, that, that game was unbelievable. <clears throat> you know, I, I just rem- all I remember about it really was, you know, obviously Canada, Sidney Crosby scoring the game-winning goal in overtime. And I think the U.S. had scored with like a minute left of the third to tie it. I know we were down the entirety of the game and scored like two goals in the third to tie, to tie the game up. But uh, Sidney Crosby ended up getting the golden goal. 
what was it, like six, seven minutes into overtime or something like that. Mm. I just remember my dad being pissed off that, you know, you know, a penguin, Sidney Crosby, scored the game winning goal for Canada. And even at the time, being 10 years old, I'm like, it's his home country. Like, he's going to do yeah. what yeah. he can to win for his home country. I, he's like, not a penguin right now. He's Team Canada right now. I was you know? about to say, even though they're playing <clears throat> for their own country, it's like, yes, like, you have some of your favorite te- players from your favorite team on a different country, like, U.S. We like even a lot of pits, couple like Sidney Crosby in Canada, or Malkin. <clears throat> in, yeah, that that, that Russia. That's, that moment is what got me into hockey as a sport as a whole. But what really like religiously got me into start watching hockey was T.J. Oshie and that you know the, the shootout against Russia in 2014. That's why to this day he is probably my favorite, one of my favorite players in the league right now. Collins Rock in his jersey. Don't don't really necessarily like the team that is rested, represented Oshie. on the crest. Yeah. But, you know, I'm I lo- love the name and number on the back. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. I've been kind of. You guys might be disappointed in me for this one, but I've been scouting for like an Ovi jersey. Because I'm uh, the same. There's, there's nothing wrong, wrong with that. that. Yeah. Like I'm the same way. I'm not a fan of the Capitals. <clears throat> Just but if I could get like a Ovi jersey and rock an Ovi jersey, that'd be kind of well, sick. When when Oshie was playing for St. Louis and he came over in a trade for to Washington, I wasn't happy. I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> like, well, one of my favorite players going over to one of my most hated teams. It fucking sucked, man. It did, but you know, yeah. you know, he he got to get a cup from it. You know, make his make his his dad got to see him win a cup. Well, probably one of like, as he said, it not doesn't remember much, but he definitely I'm sure as hell probably remember that night. Um, <clears throat> you know, was it sh- shortly after his dad passed away? Scored a hat trick. What was it? A week after his dad had passed away? Oh, uh, I <clears throat> very, very right, shortly right, after. Right, exactly. Regardless, like he, he was it like his second, like his first or second game back. It was a second. It, it might have been his third game back where he scored three goals or something like that, but. Is just, just a player like Oshie, man. Like <clears throat> on and off the ice, he's one of those. Uh, he's just a nice, great, nice guy. Never been such a huge, dirty player, you know. Yeah. Always been very well respected. Like he just went out and you know showed off what his his actual you know, born skills were in the in the game of hockey. But like, Colin knows will know this story because, but um, for me, it's just it was I was. Seven, eight, about seven or eight years old, and I got into hockey. Um, Colin's brother, Jack, used to play um, hockey when he when about our age. So I, I, every now and then, like whenever he wasn't, when he had games at in town, like because his team was a travel team, um, so <coughs> I would go to his games and uh, every every now and then just to go watch him play. And then, of course, going to um, a bunch of Erie Otters games with my dad and that. So. And then I think what really got, besides the Otters, like, what really got me religiously into playing was actually NHL, like, playing NHL with Colin and Jack. Like, we'd always, whether it was 1v1s or 2v1s or whatever. And then, after, and then, of, course, and then of course, I ended up choosing the Penguins. Like, obviously, just chose a side and I'm like I got I'm gonna stick with these guys and then yeah, lucky enough for us we've gotten the chance to grow up in a city with a pretty big hockey team you know not big but a, a team that we get to see NHL players before they get to the NHL you know such as Connor mm-hmm. McDavid we've gotten to see Brad That's, Boys Carlo Kaliakovo Ryan, Ryan O'Reilly Alex Debrinkat yeah. Like all, all these big names that are in the league right now, we've we got we've to watch witnessed. play right here yeah. in our hometown. Uh, oh, and that's yeah. a, and that's really like, and then as we get into twenty tens, that 
as we're watching a lot of these guys play, that just amazes me. Like, obviously, that's the time where I'm like, mm. man, this is a fun sport. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, I think mine was just both of my parents are from Pittsburgh. You know, both my mom and my dad are actually born in the same neighborhood, you could say, in Pittsburgh, the same, like, little, like, township, and growing up, my dad wouldn't watch a lot of hockey, but he would watch a lot of the playoff hockey, because it's Pittsburgh, you know, back in, like, 07, 08, when Penguins had the dream team, that he would, he wouldn't watch any of the regular season games, but he'd watch the playoff runs, like, him and I would go out a few times, so him and his buddies can drink a beer and watch Penguins game. And I would ask all these different questions. Like, Dad, what does that mean? I don't know what's going on. That's actually how and, I had to learn. Because like, Colin yeah. knew knew more than I did when I, at well, our yeah, age. See, out, out of the four of us, I think me and Colin have been watching hockey the longest. The longest, yeah. Oh, by far. Or at least religiously been well, watching yeah. the longest. Well, I didn't seriously get into the sport until I met these guys. And I literally, you know, you guys can back me up on this. My first or second Otters game, I didn't really know what was going on. And I would literally lean over and ask questions. Hey, what's that mean? What's this mean? And, you know, my stepdad worked for the Erie Otters, which is where all these big players would come out of. And he helped me learn a lot of hockey, too. So he would be walking around and he would meet my mom and I at the concession stand. Or he would meet my mom and I somewhere after the game. And... I would have these five or six questions built up, like, you know, what does it mean if the player goes past the blue line before the puck? He would literally sit there and be like, oh, that's <clears> an offsides. That's, you know, puck has to cross first no matter the circumstances. Yeah. You know, a funny story back to uh, my pre-childhood. Before we get into, like, my childhood days, I remember, I guess I could say go a little bit before the, the 2010 Olympics, I remember getting in trouble, laying at the end of the hallway, because I could, from where my curtain set up in my house is, I could see the TV by sitting at my front, but my, my bedroom door, I could see the living room TV. We had, at the time, we had it tilted at such an angle, so I could sit at the end of the hallway quietly and watch the game, and that's when, back when the Penguins ended up winning the Stanley Cup. Mm. And I did it, you know, a couple months prior when the Steelers won the Super Bowl that same year. In 2009, uh, 2009 against Arizona. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> going back to when I was like a baby, I'm going to say this because this was 2001 when the Otters won their first championship back against Barry. 2002. Barry Colts. Um, in like game I, five. I was like two or three years old. I remember, yeah, I said I was two or three years old and we were you know, going, my parents had planned to go out for that game to watch it, you know, at a bar or something. I don't remember if they might have been able to go to the game and I got sick. Oh. And so they got the, didn't get a chance to go out for the game. They had to get stuck watching that. I think what's kind of funny about what the Otters win in their two championships, their game, 2002 championship, game five, overtime, went in overtime. When it was 20, 2017, when 15 years later, two, um, game five, game five overtime. <laughs> overtime. Um, I, that, I, that was... I mean, by I think I mentioned this before too, in an earlier like from last season, that like for that playoff push was by far one I think one of the best like oh yeah like <clears throat> um just seeing how amazing that was like I I went to every I was so frustrated I remember I went to every single series every single game. But missed the championship game, so I had to watch it online. I, remember I, I went to one, went went to one of the games with you guys. I think it was round two, game five it against, against London, um, where we were down going into the third or whatever, and ended up coming back and winning. But 
Um, I also, also remember back back when I was like a, also around the same age. This might have been a couple years after, like five or six, four or five years old. I think my parents. I don't remember why how they they got used to get a lot of tickets. Like I, I think they used to like babysit for somebody, and the payment was they would the babysitter the person they sat would give us Otters tickets and would go to the Otters games. Um, and fun fact, I actually when I was I think I was either one or two with baby baby. I won second place in cutest costume as a as a baby, and I got a signed stick from the entirety of the team. I think it's well, just something because look at look, look at me now compared to then. Yeah, I think I, I think I was a I think I was Tigger. I can't remember what my, what my costume was. But. I think what I was so excited about with the another thing with the Otters winning their championships was it was a a two days. Well, it actually the twenty seventeen championship was right on my dad's birthday. Wow. Two days and then two days late was later my my birthday, so it was mm-hmm. kind of cool. I, I kind of got an early, I kind of got an early Christmas birthday gift with them winning this. Yeah. You get to see the Penguins win back to back. What a month later. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, the one thing I know, I know, like Jeffy, kind of like had said something earlier about it, but like, um, what what kind of got me like introduced to hockey was you know. Jack, who's my brother? Like, if you don't know, like Jeffy and I are related from for some fucking odd reason. You know? yeah. I, unfortunately, I'm related. I forget. Right. I forget it sometimes because they're two completely different people. Like, yeah. yeah, two two completely different people who are related in some fucking odd goddamn fashion, which we're not gonna get into on the Buckbusters. But like, like my my brother had played hockey for a long time, so every weekend he would go out. And play these, you know, hockey tournaments, you know, whether it be in Columbus or somewhere below Buffalo or Pittsburgh or whatever. And, like, that, I, I guess that, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I guess that got, got me introduced into hockey. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that had, you know, really solidified me uh, loving hockey, which was said earlier by Kyle, was TJ Oshia and his, pretty much him carrying Team USA. Through that matchup against Team Russia, in, in that shootout, like that, that was like okay. He, he took what was it, like six consecutive shots or something. Something like that, but yeah, like, it was ridiculous. Re- regardless, like that, that was the thing that got me really into hockey, and like why why I love hockey as much as I love like yeah. I, I love it today. Like it, it might be a, a shit ton. Like I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> I I might be a ho- hockey addict, and like I'm gonna I'm, I won't admit it now, but like. I'm I'm not gonna change that for any any goddamn reason. Yeah. Like I, I'm a hockey addict for that yeah. specific reason. So, hey, fuck number number one number one fucking TJ Oshie. But like number two, thank you TJ Oshie for <laughs> getting for getting us into I know, I know this back, amazing sport. Back when we you know first started the show, Jeffy, I think Jeffy's the one I was never a huge fan of. Oshie. I've grown. But he's he's we I think just doing the show or us just talking about him so much in general and watching has, him has kind of gotten him into. Uh, respect him more than not really liking him which so, is awesome so we, like, i think we've grown to do that for a lot of players in the like there was one game. Minus, minus tom wilson and minus tom wilson, yeah. like there was there was one game i i know the penguins want lost i forget the score it was we were all um down here in the studio watching the game um tj oshi had a nice like like he oh, broke it was like ankle. a ba- like a backhanded falling down, like broken ankle. Oh my, I like broke yeah. breaking ankles, and we're all like, <laughs> like we're all like looking. We're all like, pissed that he that you know obviously we got scored on, but we're just like, man, you gotta have mad like we that can't fucking goal, we man. can't like, be mad about that. I think goal. I ended up making like top three of the that of last season or something. Like, it was ridiculous, man. 
All right, Bobo, I know you have a, a, another question for so, us. So, and this isn't really a question, it's more of a statement. And you guys can respond however you want. And I'm going to talk about gr- going greedy in the world of hockey. And my example to these guys while we were offline is you have a two-on-one situation, okay? So you're on like a power play, shorthanded, two-on-one. You're skating down the right side of the wing, and you're like, I'm going to take the shot, and I'm just going to go for it and see if I get it. You're being greedy. When you fake, you know, the other plan B, you fake a shot, get your goalie to bite, pass it over, and shoot it in the open back of the net, open half of the net. Or by the time he gets over there, he either just catches it with his glove and he dislocates his shoulder, or it goes to the net and everyone's like, holy fuck, what a goal. The, the question is, from a, a defensive standpoint, like, do you have, number one, that, that pass on the open that, you know, you were able to utilize? And number two, like, if, if the only option is to shoot it, like, do, do you take your, do you take the shot or do you take the option of passing it and, like, potentially having a, a, a good goal for, for your team or for the, for the good guys, I, I guess I can say, say so. Yeah, dude, you could have two of the best, the the best, one of the best lines in hockey. You know, you know, Crosby and Gensel coming down, coming down the wings on a breakaway, and you got one of the best defensemen in the middle, Kel Kel standing right there. I almost said yeah. marker. Fuck you, <laughs> <laughs> standing right there. Like, you got one of the best defensemen there. What do you do in that situation? You know, he's he's probably gonna find some way or another to either get that poke checked away or block it in some way, shape, or form. So like, do you, that's where you think like, do you take the shot? Do you? you know? Yeah, well, and that's kind of where I yeah. thought about this is, you know, sorry to cut Jeffy off, but what brought me this idea is we were at the Otters game earlier today. You know, the three of us went out to an Erie Otters game, and I saw a shot that kind of reminded me that there was a two-on-one shot. I thought I saw an open lane because we were like two rows from the glass, you know, double attack zone. So they were skating towards the opponents and that, and I'm like, dude, there's a lane, pass, you'll score. And he shot the puck and he missed. He hit the crossbar and it flipped up into the net. And all of us are sitting there like, dude, if you would have passed the puck, you might have gotten a goal out of that. But you decided to be a greedy little bastard and take the shot instead. But then again, yeah. you you gotta come from the the, the, from the player you, standpoint. You, yeah, like they, he, there might, he, he like, might he might have seen something that you didn't from that angle. Yeah, that, oh, like yeah. that. There's no passing in here, so I have to shoot. When you're when you're you know you're on the ice, you can see the other you can see the other your opponent's eyes. You can see their vision and what they're looking mm-hmm. at, what they're trying to pay attention for. Compared to you guys, where you can't really see where he's looking, where everybody else is looking. Well, yeah. Like I I have to say you know like you know, uh, my my. My, minus Bobo, I'm sorry for cutting you off, you Kyle. Go. But like minus Bobo, between Kyle, Jeffy, and I, with the most defensive experience yeah. in in this group, like mm-hmm. th- there's only so much you can do from from that standpoint. A, a, from that standpoint, like if you take away the passing option of you have to shoot, you you no have to shoot. Like yeah. what, what, like where, where do you shoot? Like do you shoot well, high? And I'd that's like, kind of where he got greedy. Because he, you know, the goalie was standing, he had both of his shoulders real shrugged up high, had his glove up here in one hand like he was ready for it, and he had his 
blocker up here and the I, bottom was open. It's like, man, if I were you, I would have faked one bottom corner, went to the other, get the goalie to slide his ass one way, and now it, you have a quarter of a net open, you can shoot it, and score. It, it just depends on like like what you see in that, oh, that in that moment of time. Yeah, I, like like being being on both ends of the ice, it's like what what the <laughs> fuck do you see uh, you know when they you're facing one ver uh, one go like the Yeah. One time, one style goaltender <laughs> versus, versus another. another. Yeah, and I totally understand. You know, I played deck hockey, which is like the pussy version of hockey. <laughs> there's no ice skates. There's really no hitting. They dress you up in a helmet and shoulder pads and maybe a chest pad, and that's about it. Bro, even and even just playing fucking floor hockey yeah. in gym class, man, that shit was fun as hell. Oh right? yeah, man, like me and Colin, we at our grandparents, we would always. Like just play like with our hands or sticks. Like play, yeah. just playing. Man, like with oh. fucking little cat toys, like the little balls, like half, <laughs> like, like with our hands. Like we were playing on you know, the two of us and my brother Jack. Like we we were playing these you know little video stupid fucking games of hockey, but like they're yeah. fucking hockey. Yeah, yeah. So well, like, and that's kind of like, and again, that's kind of why I thought about this because I was like, okay, if you are in that scenario, and this is for all three of you. Okay, you're on a two-on-one scenario, and you have Kale McCarr, at, you know, at your feet. Literally, you're skating forward, he's skating backward, having a stick on one end. What would you do? Either A, attempt to pass under his stick. You know, McCarr's a quick son of a bitch. Yeah. But every there's that, like, 20% chance, excuse me, where you can... Uh, get it underneath his stick, between his body, have about a four-foot gap. You know, if you can get that with underneath the stick within his body range where he can't reach it, and now you have a two-on-one, and your right wing has a goal, and the goaltender hasn't realized it yet, you have a whole half a net. Oh, yeah. On the other hand, it's like, you yeah. You can fake the pass. And then... Exactly. On the other hand, you get Kel Marcar to bite. You're like, okay, I'm going to try to backhand this. He reaches the stick out, and boom, you have a goal in the other half of the net because both you got both the goalie and the D-man to bite. It is What's very your, difficult to get to get both of them to bite at the same I, time. Yeah, I know. But what do you do? Do you pass it with that low percent, or do you try to do a little fakie and get one or the two to bite? That's my biggest question. <clears throat> I mean, you could always hit hit him with the the Chris Brown one two, and do the, <laughs> the, the the fake pass, fake shot, or whatever. Oh, the fake fake yeah. pass, and the then fakey. the fake or the fake shot, then the fake pass, and yeah. then take your actual shot. I mean, yeah. it's it's all about what yep. ifs, you know. Just yeah, the what ifs of hockey. You Absolutely, know. That's like it, it, I, I think it depends on your, like like Kyle said. What are your options there? Mm -hmm. Like you, you gotta think, you, you gotta cycle through the millions of millions of fucking options yeah. that you have in this game. Because like. Like with how fast this fucking thing goes. Oh, like, absolutely. The, like, any single game goes. Like yeah. you, you have a million options going there. Yeah, you fucking... might, you, you might be thinking, hey, I'm gonna pass, but you know, it's well, like probably it be being okay. Gensel. Gensel takes his mind off of that puck for even a quarter of a second. He looks down and it's behind him. Yeah. It's, well, and another thing I thought of is, you know, instead of a two on one, it's like a three v two or four v three. You're always gonna have that one open man, while you have your three other guys covered. Do you be cocky? And take the shot from the blue line or even halfway between the blue line and the crease. And you're like, okay, I think I got this. I can get the goalie to bite in one of the D-man. Mm -hmm. Or do you do what they normally do and, and then just skate back, pass and pass and pass. Waste 90 minutes. Take one fucking shot on the power play. Take, take a slapper and crash exactly. the net. Exactly. No. 
take one shot on a power yeah. play and nothing happens. I, I think ultimately what it comes down to is what are your options or in yeah. that in that moment in time. What yeah. are your options? Because yeah. like every fucking four and three or three and two or whatever the fucking odd man break is. What are your options? Yeah. Because I'm, do... I'm, I'm not going to say, like, one thing is better than another. Because it, it's not. Yeah. One, one thing in one cha- like in one moment in time could be a complete, a complete 180 in another moment in time. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, I can't say with 100% certainty and with my cockiness say, hey, this is the right thing for everything and be fucking wrong. And that's, like I said, that's kind of where I thought about this. Because every one of you are going to have different opinions. What do you think, yeah. Kyle? I said I pretty much I'm I'm kind of with Con on that. Like I said, yeah. it all depends. Like it's like take take a slap shot, crash the net, yeah. and mm. there's there's a hundred different ways you can go about it, man. Yeah. And it's and that's just kind of the hard part about hockey. It's one of those. It's unpredictable. Exactly. You the took drift. the words out of my mouth. Hockey is one of those sports where unlike football or basketball, where you can kind of predict where they're going. Basketball, if you have a free man going down the court, what do you do? Pass, slam, dunk. There's your two. Football, you have a breakaway. You know, if I'm Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> if I'm Patrick Mahomes, and I have my wide receiver sprinting down the field, and there's no Tyreek Hill, exactly. I'm like, I oh have... yeah, there's Tyreek Hill. Bang! I just nailed a 40-yard touchdown because he ran 60 fucking yards. But hockey is one of those sports where, with that stick of reach, they're like, oh yeah, fuck you, I'm gonna block the shot. Yeah. Or they lay out. We saw a couple dives at the Otters game where the. We played the Flint Firebirds at home, and they would, you know, kick out their feet and block a shot with their thigh, with their chest. And it's like, Jesus Christ, to save a goal, you're going to risk your body and break a rib over that's one why fucking you, That's point. why you see, like, a lot of, like, the yeah. hockey dude, players with yeah. upper bodies. Or dude, I saw the dude limp off the, he blocked a shot. It caught him in they, his thigh. Here's the thing. You're going to even hear the sound. Yeah. From, from the fucking shot yeah. clock. It's like, it's, it's nuts. Now, keep it's in really mind, nuts. we were, I have friends, I had family who was in the second row, and the whole second side of them was empty. So, they invited us after the second period to come sit with them and BS with them. And there were times where you would hear the slap shot hit off the stick, and you hear the... And you're hey, like... That's fucking nuts. Yeah, and you're like, holy shit. Dude, I saw a player yeah, from... Yeah, like, worse comes worse. Kids that are now younger than we are, under the all these kids are under the age of 20, taking slap shots that... Yeah. You know, those things, they can probably get hit up closer to 90 well, miles an it's hour. Funny. You, you think these these, this thing will be, like, these shots would leave, you know, not not only, you know, bruises, but, like, yeah. broken wow, fucking bones, but they, they, they rub it off, like, yeah, hey, go, go, rub, go rub some fucking dirt okay. and get back on the ice, yeah. you goddamn crap. Right. Like, hey, they'll fucking do it! Yeah. And like... I, Holy shit! Exactly. I, I, give, I give you so much credit. Exactly. Listen, listen, my Jack, the Jet. He played they, hockey. They, he, oh no, he played defense the last five years of his hockey career. Block shots like it was nothing. Oh jeez. It was absolutely nothing. Okay. I mean, granted, he had uh, a couple of bruises, you know. Yeah, but he like, like I, I, I would see, you know, in the whole tunnel room, you know, later on the night, like, but he would walk it off like it's. Nothing. Like, right, well, like he, he might have been the weakest out of the team, but like the, the mental state of these oh, some, yeah. of these, like, right. some of these players, like yeah, like they they want to make any one of us look yeah. like fucking pussies. Well, I have for, another. Forgive for, for, for my like pardon my French, but like they, they look like anyone. I can't even fucking talk. <laughs> they, they make any one of us look like fucking pussies. Yeah. Well, and I have one more question for you guys before we move on. 
Colin and I were talking about this while you guys were grabbing beers in the concessions. And I said, like, in the NHL, like, if you watch it on TNT or NBC, I said they have a speedometer. Where every shot that's slapped to the goalie, there's a speed. Should they do that for the minors, the OHL, the AHL? And that way they can kind of get a feel of where they're at, how fast their shot travels. Because if I'm a... Say, for example... It, it, it'd be nice to see, but yeah. just the miners don't well, have the type of budget to be able to afford the technology well, like and, that kind of it, stuff. Oh, yeah, believe me, I know, but, you know, and my example That's why is, it's like, like, for instance, like, when they review plays, they don't go, like, dramatically yeah. in, like, the NHL does. Cause oh, of, yeah, but, oh, I know, yeah. Because the they don't have... Fucking well, they don't the have the, the budget to, like, for all that technology to look yes, into. Yes, believe me, I, I know, but my thought process of this was, like, okay... If I'm a scout, say I'm a scout for the Minnesota Wild. We're going to talk about Kyle and his brand new jersey, the Minnesota Wild. It's like, if I'm, a, if I'm a scout for the Wild and I have a speedometer with me that I can scan shots and I'm at an Erie Otters game and I see one of their wingers put up like, a set, like an 85-mile-an-hour slapper for being a minor, I'm like, dude... I fucking you know, want seven, 17, 18 years old. Exactly. Enough. I'm like, dude. In back of my mind, I'm like, dude, I want him. He takes hard slap shots, and he's faster where his one-timers are. He can go to the circle, take a slapper, and if he's shooting 85 miles an hour now, in 10 years from now, if he's with Minnesota, it's going to be triple It's going to break triple digits. Oh, yeah. It's going to be this Easy. next you know, Ochara. <clears throat> And breaking like 122. Oh, Chara? Oh, Chara. <laughs> breaking the next Chara in like 107. His highest was like 107.5. Something like yeah. He, I picked what, he, 108.3. Yeah. Still, when I first heard that, I thought it was a fucking radio station. <laughs> Chara, 108.9. Literally. I was like, wait. I was like, wait a minute. Oh, the Z. I was like, wait a Big minute. Big Z, yeah. 108.3. Dude, I'm dead serious. I was like, Big Z has a radio station? And then I saw the MPH, and I'm like, holy fuck. <laughs> can, can, can you just imagine classic rock? 108.3. The Big Z. Colin's got the right idea. Je- Jeffy had a couple comments. Yeah, go ahead, Jeffy. And kind of going with us mentioned earlier like how we got all into hockey or like religiously into hockey um obviously we're all penguins fans here and ethan being a red wings fan um ethan's a special kind of student yeah (laughs) i kind of want because obviously we like we have different opinions on each team or different players from each team like that we like like who would, like, if you weren't a Penguins fan, like, who would, it would be, like, your second or your third favorite? Obviously, we know Colin is... Tampa! Tampa! And Tampa! Like, it's kind of, that's kind of funny, like, how it just how, it depends on the people you hang out with. Like, I have, re- because of Colin, I've really gone yeah. into Tampa Bay. So, same, and that's the same. And I honestly would probably say Tampa. I've always said Buffalo just because, you know, even though they suck, they're also really close to us. If I want so, to go watch a game, drive an hour and a half, and I can go watch him play, you know? Yeah. So, for those of you who don't know, I lived in Tampa for half, oh, quite, quite, a, bit, quite, quite a bit of time. You said, six, what, half, eight, eight years? Uh, half eight years. years. Six, six months. Six, six months. Oh, okay. I thought it was So, years, from what, after I graduated <laughs> high school, so, like, I, I'm... 2016, 2017. So, uh, I, so for those of you who don't know, you know, Ethan, who's unfortunately not with us, uh, right and, now. 
And, and I graduated, you know, a year ahead of Jeffy and Bobo and two years ahead of Kyle. Sorry, Kyle, you're yeah, the, baby. I'm the baby. Yeah, I'm the baby this week. <laughs> um, we, we, yeah, we graduated, graduated a while ahead of these guys. And, like, afterwards, I moved down to Florida, specifically St. Pete area, which is just outside of Tampa. And I, I grew a, like, undisclosed respect for the Tampa area or for, for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So... They will always have this. I mean, it doesn't help. He, he also, you have to ride the Zamboni in the game during a game. Yeah, so I'll, I'll get to that. It definitely has a soft spot because of so, that. Yeah, so Tampa will always have this little soft spot in my heart for, you know, hockey. If I didn't root for the Pittsburgh Penguins, I would a thousand million, billion percent root for Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, pregame, I, I went to one game where they, they honored cancer and. And I was a, a Boston Bruins at Tampa Bay Lightning game, where I got to the pregame. I get to ride. I got to ride in Zamboni, and you know I, I heard one of their their guys, you know who's shooting you know t-shirts out of the t-shirt can, and all I heard out of him was yeah, let's freaking go, yeah, fuck yeah. Like he was going absolutely nuts in, in this, but like. That was by far one of the most memorable moments. And, like, I, I have actually I have that story saved on my personal yeah. Snapchat about it. And I will show these guys afterwards and record. But, like, that was by far one of my most favorite moments from <clears throat> an NHL ki- game. So, kind of, obviously, I mean, we knew if you were, like, Tampa. Like, wh- who would you say if you had a third? Like, like outside th- of Tampa, it would be either Columbus or Buffalo. Just because of how, how how close they are with retrospect area. I'll say, because I can see that could bring up my, my favorite moment that I've had at a hockey game was just you know two weeks before the shutdown when the four of us or five of us should say including Ethan and his girlfriend all went to Buffalo for a Penguins Buffalo game, got top 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 fucking row got an amazing deal. I think these were like what, forty dollars seats I had found. Not even uh, not bucks. even. Not a sponsor, but shout out to SeatGeek. Um, <laughs> not a sponsor, though. But, you know, if you want to, that'd be awesome. I'll, I'll look into that, by the way. <laughs> um, it was it was awesome, man. Like, top row nosebleeds. Like, literally, our voices carried across the entire arena. Us five fat asses screaming at the top of our lungs. Like, what the hell, ref? Good job, ref! Good job! What the fuck? You guys, you know, a couple Let's rows, go, couple Buffalo. Let's go, Stupid. By the way, stupid is... I like Buffalo, but stupid is fucking chanting all the sports. Like, what are you doing? Like, st- well, stupider than Green Bay's Go Pack Go. <laughs> well, I, I get it, because, like, what else do they have? Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty stupid, but... Yeah, that, that, that's definitely my favorite, my most favorite yeah. uh, hockey experience, was pretty much Penguins fans taking over that arena. There's yeah. more Penguins fans in that arena, I think, than there were Sabres fans. You know, more, more screaming and cheering during... Without the goal horn going on. Like, yeah. you heard the goal horn more than you did the fans when, <laughs> the, when Buffalo scored, like... Yeah, which well, was what, what once? Four yeah. two. It was four two yeah. Penguins. Four to two, yeah. And again, you know, the, my favorite memory from that trip is, and it's one of those things where it's like, man, I used to freaking dream of going to a Sabres game, and I even bought a shot glass to prove my love for that arena. And it's one of those things where it kind of felt really homey, because being, you know, growing up with an OHL team. It kind of reminded me of that. It was just one just, big bowl. Yeah. There I, wasn't an upper level. There wasn't box seats. There wasn't anything. It was literally 
one big yeah. ass bull. For, for as old as it is, it is a beautiful arena. It is. Right, like what what most people don't realize in the audience is it's our goal not only as us in the studio, but it's like us as a friend group, as, uh, as hockey fans in general. Well, I, I'm I'm thinking that like not only the five of us in the studio, but like the the couple of us that are like uh, that don't actively participate in the bug posters, but like like all all eight of us. Our goal is to visit all 32 teams yeah. in NHL. We're about to be visited. I was about to say, yeah, me, Bobo, and Jeffy are adding on another arena to our, our bucket list here. Yeah. So and, end of the month, going to Columbus. Pittsburgh-Columbus game on February 27th, Sunday and, Sunday evening game. And then I what, think what, what most of these guys don't realize is that, like, the, these guys are starting to catch up to me on, like, NHL arenas that they have yeah. yet to visit. Yeah, v- once visit. we get to this, Connor, Con- Connor yeah. Colin will only have one on the rest of us well, being to Amelie, and that's... Yeah. Well, well I, I told these guys, that I was like, hey, look, like, well, I don't give a fuck what order we go in. Amelie Arena in Tampa Bay will be the last arena we visit. Because how beautiful Tampa has the arena, and how it's set up. It's it's so beautiful. It, I, I can't, like, fangirl over this <laughs> enough. Like that, that, that is on the, one of the top of my bucket list. You know, we mentioned some of the other ones being, you know, Honda Center, um, Bridgestone. Well, Bridgestone is one of them. Even now, now yeah. Crypto.com well, now Arena. Well, and I'll be honest. I don't want to fucking hear because I'm still going to call it Staples Center. I'm uh, still always going to call it oh, Staples yeah. Center. And, and we, 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 all, we all know it's going to be Ellie's no yeah. Arena. Well, Staples and Center. We've, we've even been talking, not next year, but maybe a few years down the road. We've been kind of throwing around the idea of it, but Puster's going to NYC. Yeah. Because in a... Like hitting 20, hitting in a Matt 20, Madison, Barclays, yeah. and uh, Prudential in one, yeah, one in go. Yeah, in a 20-mile radius, there's the three, the Islanders, the Rangers, and the New Jersey Devils. And maybe a 20, 25-mile radius. So the Buck C- Could even try to squeeze in and throw Philly in there as well. Exactly. Theoretically, yes. And so we're like, literally, we can go to New York City for a week catch a game those four days and, or catch a game four out of the seven days and spend those three days just exploring New York City. Going downtown, going to Gordon Ramsay's restaurant in New York City, going to wherever in New York City. Like, it, but that's just me personally. Which, if most of you guys don't, oh, I'll actually explain at the ex, uh, outro, so. Um. Yeah, oh, Jimmy, sorry. so kind of, so who did you say would be your second, third? F- I said, I said Colin has really gotten me into Tampa, but I said, yeah. otherwise I probably would say Buffalo, just, be, just because based too. on how close they were. Yeah, and, I would know. honestly even say Columbus for myself, because it was one of those things where, you know. We've, I'll, not to cut you off real quick, but while this is at the top of my head, a team, we and Jeffy have discussed this, we were just discussing this, that we went to the Otters game Thursday night. Um, we are discussing like a team that this year specifically I've had a lot of fun watching is Anaheim. The Ducks have been with yeah. all these amazing goals they've been able to pull. Man, they are such a fun fucking team to watch this year, man. So much fun. I think Trevor Zegar, Sonny Milano, Troy Terry, J- Jamie Drysdale. Like they are so much fun to watch. I this think year. definitely this year the the Ducks have been my favorite to watch this year. Um, but kind of going on my list, like obviously. Tampa with the with us all enjoying watching Tampa play like Tampa's probably been one of my second probably I would have to say maybe my second favorite. Colorado's probably would also I would say yeah. is 
right there too. And then of course Buffalo or Columbus because of being very close to us. I, I'd, I'd throw Vegas up there too, just Vegas, because, just because of you know, got got a fangirl over Flurry, you know, had had to follow him over there. Over I there. mean, I've lost the just because. I mean, we we definitely ranted about this in our second episode, like how much we were upset about how Flurry going they, to Chicago. how they treated Flurry, Tra- traded him away for a bag of fucking jelly beans. But I I still no no matter with that, I still have a lot of. Respect for and enjoy watching Vegas play. Yeah, I would definitely like to, you know, someday we'll be out in Vegas. It's not going to be any time soon. I'm guessing maybe the, I, the next five. The West six Coast will probably. Our West Coast. It'll, it'll be West, a while. It'll yeah. be quite a while, yeah. We're going to be in our 50s going like as a bunch of old fucks. Half of us are going to be bald and be like, let's go, Knights, as we're hammered off our ass. Pretty bold of you to think we're going to make it to 50. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you guys are maybe past 30? What the fuck? (laughs) I mean, I don't know. We'll see. If I make it past 30, that's a dream come true. And and me and Kyle just also said this, like, for Bobo and Colin, like, as of it, like, who has been your guys' favorite team to watch this year? Um, like, oh, jeez. Um, I'm honestly, I might have to say a team, like you guys said with Anaheim, because they've been kicking ass. Last year they sucked, and they've been kind of rebuilding and all that. But I'm going to say Ottawa. That's one of my favorite teams to watch. And the only reason that is because I have a buddy. I called him out last weekend in the idea. His name is Logan. And him and I have literally been talking the last three or four days what can help improve Ottawa. And I'm like, damn, know how cool that would be? I, 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 I wouldn't say they're fun to watch this year, but they, they're definitely yeah. better, more, more exciting well, than they were last year. Well, what I was going to say is it's like... If you, if, you wanted, if you had trouble sleeping last year, turn on a fucking Ottawa game, yeah. you're going to fall asleep pretty, pretty easily. Well, <laughs> what I was saying is, like, how cool would it be to just watch Ottawa blossom from where they are now? Get a new goaltender, new defense, you know, literally... Maybe, they're definitely going to be at least another... Two, maybe two, at least two to three still, years of rebuilding. Call it three years and strip... Offense, deep, strip them all down, get these new guys in. Who don't don't word it that way. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fine. Take all of the players out of Ottawa, you know, line by line. You know, one year you might take out Tyranny. It's Chris Tyranny and two other guys on his line. I don't remember who they are. You know, maybe trade them or drop them for free agency and draft a couple new guys. In the I mean, that's that's the thing though. Like they they already have such a young team. Like, well, that I mean I don't know. They they don't have a lot of solid veterans on that team. Like they're very very young team. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean I would really love to see them thrive. I would even if they have you know get a new goaltender maybe make Matt Murray a backup. Mm-hmm. And or have, a, a good person to replace Matt Murray because you know yeah. he fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and have Matt Murray maybe, you know, show the ropes. Because Matt Murray was great with Pittsburgh. But then again, that's also with a solid defense in front of him. Well, Ottawa needs a new fucking defense then. Ottawa needs a new everything right now. Everything. That's, that's what I was just Including a new goaltender. Control F5, okay? Control F5. All right, no, I'm sorry. Control copy, F- copy all, delete. <laughs> just the entire roster, man. Because somewhere along the line... 
You fucked up. All the while. You were good back in 2017, but control to delete your current roster. <laughs> control to delete. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Um, Kyle or Jeff? And what? And because Bubba just said, like, what would be your like team as of this year? Like, was your most so far has been your favorite team, like fun wise to watch? Anaheim. Anaheim as well. Yeah, Anaheim, I think, is the most fun team to watch just because, you know, that that, that young, that long, young, yeah, the young line that they currently have with Z-Chris in, in the middle, like, they, they definitely have their uh, their creative moments. Like, that that's the line, uh, not, not only the line, but, like, the team to watch, the up-and-coming team. Mm-hmm. I think it's definitely the, the, the ones to watch for, so... I just had a quick, a quick fun fact, or maybe a slash trivia question here before we end this here. Quick fun fact slash question about Timu Solani, the Finnish Flash, you know, greatest Finnish player to ever play the game. Timu. Uh, we know like, it was. We know he's probably the greatest Finnish player to ever skate. But before he made a, his trip across the pond, you know, to play in the NHL, what would what profession can you see him being? And then uh, fast food worker. <laughs> <laughs> Who is um, this? You said Timu Solani. I mean, if, if he can clean up like his hair, boy. <laughs> I was even gonna. I'd think say of his hair. some type of businessman. I was. He was the... actually he was a kindergarten teacher. Oh my! Really? God. He was a kindergarten teacher in Finland before making his way into the NHL. No fucking way. Yeah. No fucking way. Well, and kind of, I'm going off of what Jeffy said about being the lawyer. If he's like kind of slicks his hair back. You know, I have a lot of I have a couple buddies who work at Webtech here and here in a big train company, and that's how they go to work every day. They sit at their computers. If engineers are ten a million times smarter than I am, or but any of us, yeah, any of us. you know, but they still they can type all these codes in their computers. Their hair is real slicked back, like a greaser from the Outsiders. <laughs> Fucking hair is slicked back. All their code marks are in there, like they're going to a Victoria's Secret show. And we're like. Okay, we get it. You're smart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you guys have anything else to uh, to ask us or? Um, I don't think so. I think that uh, about uh, wraps us up here. I have something. What's two plus two? Seventeen. <laughs> Shut yeah. the fuck up. <laughs> so, I guess that'll do it for us. Uh, thanks for coming to our not, first. Not, not, see, not too bad for our very yeah. first improv episode here. Yeah, um, we'll definitely do better with Ethan next time, but I mean, Ethan's Ethan, nobody can replace him. Yeah. I love you, Ethan! Um, I'm sorry. Back to hockey. <laughs> um, so, uh, if you haven't tuned into us social media wise, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, we're on Snapchat now, by the way. Where? Yeah. Um, which will be posted tomorrow by the time we post here on, on Spotify, so. Uh, please make sure to add us. You can definitely see some of the uh, behind the scenes of stuff we do, whether it be, you know, might be posting tomorrow about stuff watching the Super Bowl tomorrow, you know. Po- po- that'll be posting anything between from our daily lives. You know, we'll definitely be posting a lot when we go to Columbus here in, in a couple weeks. Like, we, we, we'd be more than willing to uh, to update you on uh, behind the scenes of the Buckbuster Studio. So, please tune in to that. Um, again, all that info will be posted tomorrow, or Monday morning, when we upload this current episode. 
Otherwise, thank you guys for tuning in to this week's episode of the Buck Puster Studios podcast, or the Buckies, or whatever Buc-ies. you want to call <laughs> The Buckies, or whatever you want, guys want to call us. Um, as always, we will see you guys next week. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys. Woo! Bye.